Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. It is time for SG Extra here on Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. Every week, our colleagues from the Straits Times talk us through the biggest headlines coming out of Singapore this week, and there's no guessing what the biggest headline is this week. Well, it's been a discussion or a topic of discussion for some time now. That's the recent uptick in race-related disputes and incidents here in Singapore, and that's led to greater discussions of issues surrounding race, such as discrimination and privilege. In a webinar that was held earlier this week, the Straits Times Singapore editor Zakir Hussein and a panel of guests came together to discuss how best to tackle these issues. Harris Baharudin, a journalist at the Straits Times, joins us now to recap some of the highlights from that discussion. Uh, thanks for joining us, Harris. So let's start off. Uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what the mm. webinar was really about and the issues that the panelists sought to address? Sure. Thanks for having me, you guys. So the the webinar that was earlier this week is part of a monthly series in Straits Times where we invite panelists to discuss issues and hot topics like climate change, U.S.-China ties, and now about uh, racism. So the discussion that happened earlier this week looked at a variety of race issues. You know, it's a hot topic right now, as you said, right after the various incidents that have happened of late. So during the discussion, it was things like uh, discussions about the, the need to, to call out and challenge racism when it happens and about the microaggressions that minorities face every day and, and also what more can be done to deal with the, the, the issue of racism here. Uh, there were a variety of perspectives. So mm-hmm. we had a Minister for Culture and Communication and Youth, Edwin Tong. We had a nominated MP, Shaira Abdullah. We had uh, Tamil Morasu News Editor and Digital Editor, Mr. Tamil Laval, as well as uh, Hash Peace General Secretary, Leonard Sim, and a grassroots activist, Hafiz Rory Zanjani. Right, Harris, and with quite a heavyweight panel, what were some of the key highlights from the conversation that stood out to you? Oh, definitely one of them was the robust uh, discussion of microaggressions, mm. which the panelists all agreed have, have no place like, in Singapore, you know, and steps must be taken to to address them. I think it was uh, very interesting that the panelists actually gave several very concrete and significant examples. The minister talked about how some people at vaccination centres have have refused to get COVID-19 jabs from a member of another race. Uh, And uh, Mm. Dr. Shahira, who is an associate consultant and orthodontist at uh, Kutikpat Hospital, said some patients have asked for chairs to, to be clean because it was used by a member of minority race. Uh, Mr. Tamalabal himself shared his experience of being in a lift. You know, he had, mm. he, he had been called racial slurs by children many times and he was in the lift and he said the parents just, just stood there and, and, and did nothing. Did so they? Such, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Harris. Yeah, so he, he mentioned that such experiences stood in contrast to, to his other experiences like, where people were more respectful and greeted him. And I think through the sharing of these examples, right, it, it, it was made clear that it's important to address these experiences and how they, they cannot be allowed to be normalized here. Okay, I, I've read and seen and heard about these experiences from people I know as well. Uh, one of the things, though, is that how can we deal with them? Did your panelists share any uh, solutions or how do mm-hmm. we confront these uh, when we're faced with uh, these kinds of microaggressions? 
it, the consensus was that the bare minimum is that more discussions need to take place. This has been before, of course, but I personally think that it bears repeating because everyone has their own lived experiences, you know, and, and not everyone will know what life is like for another person. Mm-hmm. And it is through discussions and sharing that we get to understand more about the experiences of others. But, but there were also uh, more concrete uh, suggestions that some of the panellists gave. Uh, the Mr. Leonard Sim, one of the panellists, said that workplaces need to get involved in efforts to address racial discrimination because you know people spend a lot of time there. Even if we're working from home, we work with our colleagues uh, every day. And so employers can organize programs on discrimination and diversity to, that, that could help to change the mindset, the mindset of workers who in turn can teach their children about the importance of values like tolerance and, and, and understanding. And on that note, some yeah. of them also said that schools have a role to play too, you know. Mm. Uh, Mr. Tamalavo said that the efforts have to go beyond celebrating racial diversity or racial harmony day just, just once a year. <laughs> I mean, that's mm. a good step, you know. Kids uh, dress up in the, the costumes and talk about their cultural practices. But... There, there is room to, to, to go beyond that, they were saying. Yeah, and just, just sorry, Harry, it's just to cut in there. Just following on from that, because that's that's a really yeah. interesting point. And I believe the panelists also talked about the relevance rather, of race-based classification and groups. Can you share more about that? Because that's been a hot debate, particularly when we're, when we're looking at, for example, HDB estates. Yes, yes, correct. So uh, the panelists did agree that the classifications are still important, uh, but there is some scope to sort of have a more robust discussion around there. Uh, one of the suggestions by the panelists, uh, Dr. Shahira, said that about the collection of race-based data, and that was something that struck with me. She said that uh, even though the data and race classifications are important and relevant, she highlighted how data could also be used to perpetuate certain stereotypes, you know. Mm. So to get around this, such data needs to be put in context with other kinds of data, contextualize it by looking at other factors like education level or socioeconomic status that might explain why a particular ethnic group may have poorer health outcomes or something okay. like that. But, but beyond that, they, they did agree that classifications are still important, you know. Minister said that removing racial classifications or, uh, or removing ethnic self-help groups will not remove the fact that there are differences across the races in Singapore. And far from polarizing society here, the use of these classifications and these self-help groups can give authorities a, a sort of better sense of relative outcomes and performances to better channel Yes, and definitely, as you said, more educated, informed conversations need to be had, uh, perhaps without the emotions that uh, also run high when these conversations are happening. Thank you very much, Harris, uh, for joining us here. Harris Baharudin is a journalist at The Straits Times. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.